We're back. We're back. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Sutherland Girls. I am Brittany. I'm Shannon. And obviously we're the Sutherland Girls. Um, <laughs> so we didn't talk last week um, in our intro that we're most likely going to have guests on the show. Oh, yes. Yes. We already have a few in mind. Yes. yes. We have a long list of future episodes so this isn't gonna be like a one-time thing or something that we just burn out of and lose interest this is here to stay and we're gonna start off we're gonna kick off the episode with a weekly recap and this is this is gonna be normal we'll recap what people said about the episode feedback uh our yeah the feedback on the episode Um, what happened in our lives after the episode aired? Are you recording? No, I... Because I got a red patch on my face. It's not cute. Oh, you're always so cute. No, No, I was, uh, opening up our Instagram, Sutherland Girls, um, so that I can go through some feedback. Alrighty, let's hear it. So, as, uh, you know, if you have, if you don't know, go back and listen to the last episode. Last week, I gave my story of sobriety um, and how I got there. It's been 10 years, and the feedback's been amazing. What have they been saying? We have, love your podcast, praying for you. Love it. Going to go subscribe now. Listen to this morning. Great testimony from both of you. Oh, <laughs> That was from my bestie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, my bestie never said anything. That's oh, rude. Um, I'm going to need to call her out. We got a, I just listened, love your courage and honesty. God is using you both. So proud of you. We got, I got a message from, if you go back and listen to the last episode, there was someone after my um, rock bottom that I met with mm-hmm. to kind of lead me down the correct path. And she reached out. Nice. What'd she say? She listened, said, congratulations, ladies. Shannon, the podcast will help a lot of people. I'm so proud of you. That's good. We had a lot of um, just happy for us. Just support us. Someone from school reached out to me today and said, I listened to your podcast today. Great job. Um, A friend that was there the night of my rock bottom. Oh, my gosh. A friend that you kind of mentioned in the story, but you don't give a name. Am I talking, was it the peach vodka? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Just listen to your podcast. I remember that night. Love you. Love you for sharing your story. Um, Another parent uh, from when you went to school reached out and said, just finished listening to the podcast. It was fantastic. Super proud of you and for your 10 years. So it's amazing. I talked to, uh, I went to the gym this morning and a couple that listened to it. Stop mm-hmm. me and talk to me about it. And the male part of the couple has a story too. Um, okay. I already knew that. Mm-hmm. But um, he talked about triggers and how he didn't have triggers and that how, you know, that would really probably help people that don't realize. Yeah. Um, a lot of people like me were just the party girl. Mm-hmm. You, you're you're not an angry drunk or a daily drunk or things like that. So you just think I'm just having fun, but something makes you get to that limit. 
Yeah. The, the no limit. Yeah. The point of mm-hmm. not recognizing a limit. Yeah. Yeah. So, so happy for the feedback. If you're not following us yet on Instagram, Sutherland Girls, on TikTok, Sutherland Girls, and on Spotify, Sutherland Girls. Yes. So you can follow us on all three of those. Um, and we do see you when you hit the follow button. Um, lots of friends and family. Thank you guys so much for supporting us. Um, We definitely feel the love already and we can't wait to continue to show, show, share our story. Um, And we've got a lot of stories. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like I said, this isn't going to be a few episode series. It's going to be for the long run. Okay. So let's recap our week. Okay. So, from the moment we hit publish or post mm-hmm. for the episode, um, besides the feedback, uh, what happened after? So Friday was Friday your was tenure. my ten year anniversary. Well, it wasn't actually my ten year anniversary date, but it, it was, was the like date the, that they celebrate. Yeah, the anniversary. Yeah, so Freedom Friday for Celebrate Recovery, and on Freedom Friday, the last Friday of every month, they celebrate anniversaries. And I got my 10-year golden coin. So um, it was exciting. Where do you keep those? Because the other chips, the ones before you hit one year, are like plastic and on a little keychain. I still have the same bag with my same books in it. And all of the keychains are attached to the side of the bag. Um, My coins, I always just kept in my nightstand. Every year, I just put the next one on top, on top, on top. I feel like you need like a special little case for it or something. Like a coin, uh, one of those clear coin. No. Maybe we should frame it. Put on yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> a frame of some sort. Oh my gosh. All right. So you had your ceremony. We mm-hmm. went to it. Mm-hmm. Some family, some friends. Family, friends, some old friends that we haven't seen in a long time. Yes. A lot of people from church. And it just so happens one of my favorite people from church was giving the lesson for that week. So it was exciting. Mm-hmm. What else happened this week for you? How's Dixie? The doggie. Oh, Dixie is coming right along. Um, She's I- still not... She's still wearing it's that donut supposed thing. To, it's supposed to be 14 days. But the poor thing. When she gets excited and runs, oh she no. steps on it and it <laughs> yanks her head down to the ground. I don't mean to laugh at her, but she's so darn cute. She's a little, um, her schedule is messed up because we're having some renovations done at the house. Ooh. And so she's a very scheduled dog. dog. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, so the house is all torn apart, so she's kind of nervous about that. But she did learn to sit. That's good. Yeah. she Before she gets her little organic peanut butter cookie. Oh, gosh. From, <laughs> from Trader Joe's? From Trader Joe's. Yeah, those things smell so good. I kind of want to just try one. <laughs> <laughs> it says the ingredients are bananas and peanut butter, so mm. it's probably hey, I fine. Like those. I'll try it. I'll do a test uh, on TikTok. <laughs> and let everyone know if it's human friendly or not um okay so after your little ceremony thingy mm-hmm. we ate and then passed out on the couch really early like <laughs> last week was a rough week for us like, um but we were getting ready for our halloween party oh which was on saturday okay 
Okay. Um, so Woody invited a few friends. I invited a few friends. Um, it wasn't going to be a huge get together. Just an adult get together. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. like our yeah. first party in the house. In your new house. Uh huh. And so we prepped the house. Like I mopped twice. I like wanted to make sure the house is nice and clean and ready for guests. And then we went to the grocery store, bought a whole bunch of snacks, a whole bunch of alcohol. Not like alcohol, but like, you know, like Drinks. beer. Yeah. Just beer. Just yeah. anything that comes in a can. Um, cause I didn't want to use cups because I didn't have Halloween themed cups. I only had <laughs> Halloween themed plates <laughs> and I of was just, of course we cannot serve something that's unmatching. Yeah. Everything has to match always or have a theme. Mm-hmm. I love a good theme. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's probably going to be our last party that we ever throw here. Mm-hmm. Um, just because there was so much drama um this trying to defend my husband oh and trying oh. to make sure he's okay and not let any of the outside world stress him out um he's very disappointed in certain people's actions um and i am too i started to feel people didn't show up until like 3 hours after the party started and so I just felt like my insecurities were creeping in that okay now that we're married are we the uncool married couple and everyone's everyone's single and now we're being pushed out of the group because we're married I don't I don't know Mm -hmm. so that was my first thought and then my second thought was if I did this to them I would have an earful and it would just be like a constant thing, like petty comments over and over, even after the event had happened. Like I, it's hard to just move on from this. I know it's one event, it's Halloween, it's not supposed to be taken seriously, but the things that happened, the things that were said behind our backs to our friends so our friends talk badly about us behind our backs to our other friends Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. just like lack of respect um we do so much for our friends we are Mm -hmm. so giving so generous we love our friends like they're our siblings they're like your family yes Mm -hmm. so it's it was just like a big slap in the face so basically everything that went down during Halloween, um, I just felt very disrespected. I felt like my house was disrespected and we actually sitting down and going over what episodes we want to do in the future. Um, we're going to go into respect and pet peeves and lastly that would be included with the respect episode is basic etiquette. A lost art. Yes. So I feel like I'm not going to go into it now. It's going to be a future episode, but I, I feel like a lot of people that I'm friends with or that are in my generation don't know basic etiquette. Like with what happened, Martha Stewart, would have freaked out just as bad as I did. You have to have respect for people's time. It's very important. Yes.
So we've been dealing with that, but this week we are just trying to, you know, get ready for the next holiday. So we're slowly taking Halloween decorations down. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, if you haven't seen on my personal account, I had bats on the wall. Mm-hmm. Like those plastic bats that oh, yeah, most yeah, yeah. people have right now. That's, that's a big thing. Yeah, they're, they're off Amazon. They're like six bucks for the whole pack. You had those last year? Um, yes. Okay. But last year I used the stickies that came with it and the stickies wouldn't come off the wall, but they came off the bats. So I had to like somehow sand them off the wall. This year I didn't use them. I used command strips. Command strips everywhere. It peeled the paint off the wall. (gasps) So we're going to have to repaint. Yeah. I was like, how did that even happen? It's supposed to be safe. So, yeah. And now we're here and we're recording our second episode. Mm-hmm. What is this week's subject? This week's episode is about my life growing up in a blended family. Oof. Yeah. So it's pretty. Do I need to get tissues? No, 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 no. I don't think so. I don't know. Um, so it's a very common for my generation and I would say most people to grow up in a blended family, but it's not normal to be in a double or triple blended family. And I'll get into the details. Um, I'm not going to name names. I'm also going to name names, but I'm not... If people know us, they're going to know who it is. Um, I do have code names for the people that did me wrong. In my childhood. Um, so, I don't know if you want to look at this paper. It's pretty funny. Do you want to read everyone out? Well, not the names part. Okay. <laughs> don't don't give, give off the code, but their code name is. Okay. Bio Dad. Yes. Daddy-o. Yes. Court. Nige. Carson. Cass. Kyle. Step Monster. Brooklyn. Yes. Okay. I have no idea who those people are. <laughs> You didn't live it with me. We love lived separate lives. All right. So this is a very complicated story. This is a very long story, but I'm going to try to tell the story as short as possible without losing track of anyone because I feel like my story is very complicated. You might have to rewind and listen again. Y- yeah. You could probably make a movie. Oh, for sure can be a book. Like when I have my tell-all book. Uh-oh. Just kidding. I this try, is my tell-all book. I tried as hard as I could. To what? Raise you. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> I mean, I honestly, it kept my childhood very interesting. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a story, and I feel like mine is not boring at all. Okay. And I'd rather have a exciting or eventful childhood than a boring childhood. Hmm. That's a good way to look That's at it. That's just my personality, so okay. I think it fits me really well, even though... I've been working on some of the downfalls of the negative events. Some of the um, pivotal trauma moments. Yes. So I'm going to rewind all the way back. Okay. I'm just going to tell my story based on how I remember it. Okay. That way no one can come back at me and be like, how dare you lie about it? Well, I didn't lie. This is my story and this is how I lived it and this is how I felt and this is what I was thinking at the time and this is what I'm thinking now. So, okay, when I say bio dad, the difference between bio dad and daddy-o 
daddio is my stepfather who raised me from age four until still present day mm-hmm. and bio dad in this in my story he's in and out um maybe i'm going to cry it's okay it's good get not. It there's just like a lot of things that i learned that i tried to mend relationships and I learned a lot about boundaries mm-hmm. and the fact that I didn't have boundaries for most of my life and the past year I've been working really hard on boundaries which we'll we'll put in another episode as well you'll understand why I'm so structured and so adamant on having boundaries now mm-hmm. so around two years old bio dad was a wild stallion Mm-hmm. partying not being around which it might sound negative and like it gave me daddy issues if bio dad wasn't in my life but honestly i don't remember a lot of memories growing up with him like there's so few of them because he was in and out so much that i think i still had a happy childhood because it was with you like we had so much fun together so mm-hmm. i wouldn't say that the trauma was back then I think it was when he came back and tried so hard to stay around okay that it was like confusing moving on from two years old to four years old you were a single mom until I was four and then Mm -hmm. you started dating Mm daddy-o and the first thing I remember okay well there's a couple memories so I didn't understand the whole like boyfriend thing right you're too young I thought you just had friends like, I thought this was right. just a friend coming over. Yeah. Um, I remember a memory of him coming over, and I was wrapping a bandage around his toe. <laughs> oh, he, because he had a hangnail and he had toy, toe surgery. Yes. Oh, gosh, so I, can't I remember, you remember that. that. Um, I remember when he picked us up to take us as, well, not as a family yet, but, like, as a group. Like, his kids and me and you. Uh-huh. And I remember you opening the door and me getting in the truck and court going, hi, I'm. And I was just like, and talking, 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 like the highest pitch voice I've ever heard. Even like being a child, I was like, oh my gosh, her voice is squeaky. And she talked a lot and you didn't talk. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like a a big personality that's like high pitch. And I was like, you're going to be my best friend. What's (laughs) happening? Did we just become best friends? I think so. (laughs) yeah so that's when our little blended family started um i had a little buddy i was always off playing by myself which i didn't mind as a child i was very independent and i liked to maybe a stubborn only child i like to play the way i like to play sometimes i would go and find you in your room and you would say i just want to be by myself oh my gosh how old was i little probably four three or four oh my gosh that's funny also one thing that i remember growing up with court is i didn't realize until i had a little buddy that was my same age that wanted everything that i wanted and then i turned into well i want that but if she wants that i don't want it i want something different i do remember that and i'm like that still to this day like if someone has something i don't want it anymore Right. Like I, I, I want original thoughts. Okay. And yeah. I like that, I, but I'm also at the same time, like I like to call myself a basic bitch where I like pink, you know? Uh huh. Uh huh. I don't know. There's no, like no in between. It's just like, I yeah. want to either be original or I want to be basic. Mm-hmm. So 
at that same time, when I was four years old, was the time that Bio Dad started dating Cass and Kyle's mom. Um, they were already dating. Yeah. Oh, they were already dating. Yes. Okay. I think you were three. So but going back to yet. the list of people, that's mm-hmm. not Step Monster. That's just Yo. We're calling her Yo. Yo and Bio Dad. I don't even think he like had a say in anything, but Yo would dress me and Cass up like twins. <laughs> But if you saw us and you go and back and look at photos, we're complete opposites. Cassie's blonde <laughs> and short, and I'm like a tall, redhead child. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because when you and Court would go out, people would think you were twins. And I'm like, what? Why do people think that? Uh, you look more similar. Well, we were when the you same were little, height with yeah, me and the, Courtney. Kind of the same color hair, but hers was curly, yours yeah. was straight. Um, you were same size. About, yeah. 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 So that was like extremely weird. I had like extreme extremes. Like I wanted to be so different, but then I was forced to match someone. So I think that might have also played in the role of like, I want to be my own person. I'm tired of matching someone and being forced to match. So then when someone who wants to match with me, I'm like, no. That Do can you be a understand that I'm already forced to being matched in another home? Oh, so, okay. so I you think didn't that want might have court been to copy you. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to be different. I wanted to be me, but not have anyone also be me. Okay. So um, growing up, uh, Bio Dad and Yo lived in Yorba Linda. Mm-hmm. And I was the kid that just came and went every other weekend I was I felt like a guest I never felt like the family except for when we dressed alike you never felt like that was your home or one of your homes yeah I always thought okay this is Cass's room and this is Kyle's room and I don't know if I can get snacks or a drink like I just felt like like someone's friend coming over for the weekend I didn't feel like I was a daughter okay um and so that actually happened throughout the time that bio dad was in the picture and I would go over to his houses so that's probably where the trauma started was that I had to put my clothes in a plastic bag and put them to the side when I would go over there to make sure that my clothes for my mom's house would come back with me okay so it was just so bizarre it's all like I also like feel for foster kids like the fact that nothing's permanent. I, I always thought, OK, I'm never going to see any of this when I come back because I know it's going to be in two weeks and things are going to be different. Uh, so mm-hmm. I never like grew it attached to anything mm-hmm. um, until I was nine years old. And then there was Carson. A little baby. Yes, my half-brother. And we're nine years apart. And I never thought, uh, well, this was the first time that I had a blood sibling. Uh Whether it was half or full, it was blood to me. And I was like, I have a little buddy. We have something in common. We have each other forever. So I feel like that was literally the best thing they could have ever given me growing up. Because we had each other no matter what. He was half blood with them and he was half blood with me. So if he never felt part of the family over there, he still had me. Okay. So with Carson, their marriage didn't last for very long. Um, I, I don't even know. they were together for six years. But how soon after he was born? One year. Okay. 
Yeah, it wasn't very long. I remember you telling me, sitting me on the couch and saying, I'm not saying names, mm-hmm. but they they are separating and getting a divorce. And I hate to say this, but this is my story and this is how I was feeling. Say how you felt. I was relieved. I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Because I didn't feel like that was my dad unless he was with me by myself. Like if you like went it felt like an yourself? uncle and or no, it didn't even feel like an uncle. He when the whole family was included, it wasn't like you and daddy. It was like I was Cassie's friend from school and I was staying for the weekend. So I just like always felt like a stranger. Okay. And so now that I didn't have to go over there and I had bio dad back that, okay, this is my chance to build a relationship, understand my bio dad. Because I always felt like I don't know this guy really. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I know him, but I don't know like details. Like, what's his favorite color? Mm-hmm. I didn't know his birthday. I didn't, I even as a child though, you don't think you need to know these things, but right. going back in those moments i was like i don't know him Mm -hmm. so this was my time to be like okay he's going to spend time with me finally and it's going to be me him and carson and that was very short-lived um it was probably such an awesome like eight nine months i think it wasn't even a full year because i remember christmas photos and i don't know if step monster was the person there or if it was someone else i just felt like okay that was short-lived but maybe it'll still work out and he'll still consider like he'll still put me first before this woman another thing that i was relieved about with their divorce and separation was i was the odd man out in the house with just that family but also at family gatherings even though there were some family members that were so welcoming, I was teased a lot. Like, to the point where every time I would go over there, I would be crying or I would try to isolate myself and just pray time would go by super fast. I just did not like being teased. And so now I think to this day, like, if I I can handle people teasing me now, but if it's, like, over and over, like, poking me like and poking keeping me, going, keeping going, yeah. Yeah, and now I'm like, okay, now Enough. I'm starting to think maybe you f- actually feel that way about me. Okay. Why do you keep teasing me about the same thing? It must be true. So that's where like that part of my trauma and personality that I have now comes from. And around, I always thought it, I was like 11 years old when you told me they were separating. But looking back at how old Carson was, I definitely wasn't. But you, maybe you I was. You would have been nine and a half. I turned nine after Carson was born. No, I think I was. N- no, I was nine when he was born. So okay. I was turning 10. Okay. So, you so were I 10. was going to be 11. Yes. When they got separated. And during this time of them separating and bio dad dating step monster. <laughs> so funny. To, that I, I thought that I used to call her in my head. So saying it out loud is just bizarre. Weird. When she would come over. I don't want to say the name, but like when don't. she would come over and then she told us about another child in the past that I'm child one and Carson is not child two and there's a middle child. Mm-hmm. Do you know where I'm going with this? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't tell. Uh-huh. Yes, I got it. So Sorry. child number two was someone random that bio dad mm-hmm. had a offspring with. I wouldn't even say child because after you, he wasn't you're involved. the oldest. 
you're the oldest yeah i'm technically the oldest and then child number two and then carson yes so by the time i was 11 i found out about this and it rocked my world and i felt like that was so unfair to tell uh such a young girl that you're not only is your bio dad not made the best decisions in your life but there's a whole other being out there that doesn't even know which may be lucky for them like I almost felt like okay everything I thought I knew I don't know I don't know who this person is when you receive news like that it kind of it does shock you and rock your royal world because you feel like what else yeah what else aren't you telling me exactly you know and and here you think you have this like picture in your mind of Mm -hmm. who your parent is yes yeah yeah so I just I was mad at both parties at that point was how dare you tell me that I'm way too young like I thought that back then was I'm way too young to know this information Uh and also at the same time it's like why didn't you just wait I would have found out as an adult there was no point at that point of saying that yeah yeah it was purely out of spite so that's um another thing that happened while he was dating step monster and there's just so many (laughs) more terrible events that not only included me and made me feel little and made me feel like not little as in like young but little as in, like, I'm not good enough and I don't fit in this family. Okay. So there was a time, I you know this story, when I, like, had a cough, but it wasn't even like I was sick. It was, like, allergies. Like, my throat is dry. Mm-hmm. And she always had the heater on in the house. So it's just, like, dry. And mm-hmm. we had bunk beds. And I was always, whenever I would come over, I slept on the top bunk. So if anyone knows, like, if a heater's in your face, it's making your throat dry. Mm-hmm. So I'm coughing. And Step Monster comes in and says, Brooklyn, you're sleeping with me. Tells Bio Dad, you're sleeping on the couch. I don't want Brooklyn in there getting sick. And I'm like, thanks for making me feel like I need to quarantine and that I have COVID <laughs> even before COVID happened. <laughs> like, I I don't understand how you can say that. Like, she deserves Step Monster as her title. For treating a child like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I understand that you wouldn't want it to spread if it is some type of virus because then you have a house full of sick children. But there's a better way to handle that. Yeah. You yeah. never I, I make have heard a child it. feel like they're a leopard. Yeah. Exactly. And I already felt like odd man out because I was coming over every other weekend. And then you say that in front of me. Do you think that's hard every other weekend? Yes. Do you think there should have been more time? No. Okay. I think so. I would say maybe a little after this whole event happened, there was a couple other ones where I got food poisoning and they were forcing me to go to church. And at this point, I had a cell phone that I paid for, like prepaid. Oh, that was when you had, you picked it up in the grocery store, I mean, um, Target or something. And you, yeah, you had so many minutes Mm -hmm. yeah, that you can use or, and you have to put more money on it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, so that was when I was in sixth grade. So now I'm 12 years old and the food poisoning incident, we went to this random place, like hole in the wall. And I was like, I'm going to get chicken. Like I was such a picky eater back then, but like, you were always very nervous about food making you sick. Yes. So I got the chicken 
not thinking that chicken would make me sick mm-hmm. if it's a weird color. And it was a weird color. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, well, it tastes good. It must be fine. And I had food poisoning all night long. Like, I was running to the bathroom. And finally, I was just so tired of going up and down the bunk beds that I just laid down in front of the door. Uh-huh. And I fell asleep eventually. And I remember the door whacking me in my back. Uh-huh. And then him, bio dad saying, why are you on the floor? Get up. We're going to be late for church. And I told him, I've been throwing up all night. I don't feel good. I can't even get up off the floor. Mm -hmm. He thought I was being dramatic. And that's another thing that messes up with kids is like when they're telling you how they're feeling, you know when a kid is lying about being sick. Right. So... And I was 12. Why Why, why do I lie? need to lie about and get out of church and say I'm sick if I'm laying on the ground? Right, right. Why would I choose the ground to sleep on and not right. a comfortable mattress? So it was just like he didn't believe me. He thought I was overreacting. I called you, I think, or I texted you and I said, come pick me up. Mm-hmm. You and Daddy-O came in, picked me up, grabbed my stuff, took me home. And then I was puking all night at your house. Uh-huh. And that was like the last day. So um, that moment, I was like, I'm going to decide when I go over there. Yes. I'm going to decide if I ever like want to have a relationship because I'm so tired of this. Right. 12 I, years old. I remember this conversation. So, yeah, I was like, I'm done. I, I'm, I can't take it anymore. I can't take not being taken seriously, um, being teased walking on eggshells to make sure step monster wasn't going to freak out there was a memory of and he didn't do a lot of stuff one-on-one with me but i do remember us making candles and it was my this is my most favorite memory with him was he bought candle wax and all this candle stuff and Mm -hmm. he was like do you want to make a candle to take home Uh uh-huh and i said yes so we microwaved the wax and we got done with the candles and then she shows up at home and he goes, you got to make sure that there's no wax in the microwave because she's going to freak out. He told you that? Yes. And that's when I knew like, okay, it's not only just uncomfortable for me, but everyone in this house. Uh huh. There's another memory. Like, I feel like there's so many bad memories. I, there's just too many bad to remember how many good. Okay. That makes a lot of sense when you say that now to me. Yeah. Of where your relationship's at now, where you'll get to. Yes. So it also wasn't just stuff towards me. It was me witnessing things she was doing to Carson. And eventually when Carson would deci- is, got to the age of deciding like how often he would go and visit... He then told me things that happened behind the scenes where when I stopped going over there to all together. Gotcha. And so I, I definitely, so going into the first memory that I remember was Carson was like three years old and three-year-old boys wet the bed. You can't control it. It you does can take just, boys longer. Yes. Yeah, so you have to, okay, no water off or no drinks after a certain time. Um, there's like all these steps. I knew this as a 13 year old girl and she still strips his bed screaming at this three-year-old. Like no wonder he's still wetting the bed. You're traumatizing him by yelling at him and making him shameful Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for something that he can't control yet. So witnessing that, like putting him in timeout and having him in the corner facing the wall and then him crying and her being like, 
don't talk to him. Don't look at him. And I'm like, he's three years old. I think you probably felt a little protective, too, because it's your baby brother. Yeah. Yeah. And he's now in the space that I was previously. He's Mm. the odd man out at a younger age. Yeah. So I was like full mama bear. And I think that's why I'm such a loyal friend, sister, wife is I had to learn very quickly to defend people that can't defend themselves Uh or uh don't know how to yet Mm -hmm. or are put in a situation where they don't know how to defend themselves in that moment. Mm -hmm. I will claws into you and be like, how dare you? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's also like, I'm again, a walking oxymoron that terrifies me. It's like confrontation. Like I am so defend my people. But as soon as I jump out of that comfort zone, I'm instantly shaking like a little chihuahua, like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I just did that. (laughs) (laughs) So I never did that growing up. And I definitely regret that as you were a child. Don't regret that. I know. But listening to the stories that Carson would come home and tell me or that I would ask him about or that I would overhear and then slowly like let him tell me. Which I'm not going to go into detail of his stories because that's, that's his story. To that's tell. his story. But I wish like I wish I was the middleman. Like I, I wish I drove him over to those houses and let him have a couple hours or whatever. But I was not a parent. So I couldn't. But there were a few Christmases that I took him over to their house when they moved more east. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, it was like... The things I've seen and experienced just are so crazy. Like, I feel like no one would ever believe me. Mm -hmm. It's so bizarre. Like, the body shaming, even as a teenager over there. Like, you wear an extra small. You don't look like you wear an extra small. Brooklyn wears an extra small. And I'm like, well, Brooklyn's 14. And I don't know. I don't know. She's wearing teenage high school girl clothes. Of course, she's an extra small. But also, I'm tiny, too. I can be an extra small too. Like it was just like weird body image things or like. It's like passive aggressive type. Yeah. So when people are passive aggressive towards me, I'm like, okay, I know exactly what you think about me. That's nice. Trying to put you down. Yeah. I feel so bad. Like (laughs) going into these details. Um, That was as a teenager, but a a passive aggressive comment back when I was like learning to read. So it was probably five or six that was no 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 family. this was this happened when Carson was born this was before the whole separation and divorce and he made a comment again well this was the first comment and then the size comment was way later on but we wrote down a script to leave like a voicemail message you know when someone calls you and there's a voicemail message on the answering machine on the answering machine where you'd be like okay thanks for calling leave your name and number bye like that kind of thing um so we had me and Cass wrote one out and it was going to be like sorry we can't answer the phone and this isn't exactly what it was but it was like sorry we can't answer the phone our baby brother was just born Carson so sweet yeah so we divided up what we were gonna say and being nine years old you know not a lot of people know but I had issues with reading Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. because of my eyes because your eyes we, we didn't know w- yeah I, did, I didn't know I couldn't see yeah we didn't <laughs> so, know you couldn't see 
So um, that, like, knowing that I have a reading problem at school, I didn't need to be reminded at home or in someone else's home and me feeling like a stranger. Like, so I would be reading and I was reading slowly because I couldn't see the words on the paper. Right. And he made a comment of, how come you read so slow? Cask reads faster than you. And I was just like, oh my gosh. I know I have a problem, okay? Mm -hmm. I can't help it. Mm -hmm. So I was just like little like put downs throughout my childhood. And those are things that I've, I'll keep going through the storyline. So going back to me then being 13 and slowly going back to their house, they eventually got married the stepmaster and yes they did and i wasn't thinking that he was going to propose to her no one i feel wanted them to get engaged just because as a kid you're not deaf you know what's going on you overhear adults having conversations and you can put two and two together so i feel like if maybe this isn't the quite the episode for to listen to with kids in the room but like Kids are way smarter than you give them credit. I agree. They pick up on way more than you think. Yes. So I listened to like little bickering and little comments from not only them two, but like her family or his family. And I'm just like, okay, no one likes that person. And that person doesn't like these people. And and so I'm just like, why are they getting married? Mm Mm-hmm. So when I found out that he proposed to her, I was like, oh, gosh, it's happening again. again. So that made me a little emotional. <laughs> um, so I remember their wedding in Laughlin, I think. Mm-hmm. And I remember you coming with us to pick out my dress or oh, dress fitting or uh, shoes. Or something. I took you to meet her and her daughter at uh, at the dress fitting mm-hmm. so that you could get your dress. Yes, I do yeah. remember that day. So this was probably before... It was like slowly, I was slowly not going before I was a teenager and could drive Carson. Um, so this happened way before. You were, uh, when they got married? I think it's like 14. I don't remember how old you were. You weren't that old, but, um, you were kind of going sp- spotty, not all the time, but of course you yeah, went to their wedding. Yeah. And I was in the wedding, but yes. then I didn't know what was going on. It was just like. I think cause you didn't go all the time at that point. rushed. Yeah. Like it just. I was like, oh my gosh, I thought it was just going to be the three of us. And it, it was, was supposed to be the three of us. Mm-hmm. And then she enters the picture with a child and it oh. becomes his new family mm. and slowly me backing out. And then now slowly Carson walking away. It's it's almost as if like, okay, we're replaceable. That's how you felt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to speak for Carson, but like, I know he feels like, I don't fit. Mm-hmm. Like, I know for a fact he put Carson down, too. We all know this. Mm-hmm. He said terrible things to him mm-hmm. throughout his whole entire childhood and teenage years. And it's like, how do you expect your children to stay around if you're going to put us down? So, uh, and not only just him, but her, too. So, I always thought, like, when they were getting married, I was like, it's over. Because you thought during that brief time between his wife yo to the m- monster step monster step monster sorry forgot her name um the step monster um you thought maybe it was just going to be you your brother 
and your bio dad. Yes. Doing things, going on adventures, yeah, he hanging out by yourself. That it would and just then be when the three. he met somebody else, it was like all back to the exact same thing as the last marriage. Yes. And yeah. I, 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 I kind of lost hope. I was like, why am I going to like, I know I should stay around to protect my little brother, but I think I need to save myself to then save him. I think it was at the time when you made, I don't want to jump ahead for you, but I think when you made that decision uh, to never go back, except for Christmases and events. That was in high school. Mm -hmm. I think that it was like your mental health couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was just at a breaking point of just being like, okay, enough's enough. I can't. I can't. And a year ago, if we were talking and telling this story right now, I would be bawling my eyes out. But the last year, I don't want to jump ahead. So soon after they got married and I was like, I'm going to come over and show up when I want to. Mm-hmm. Like when when I feel mentally healthy enough, mm-hmm. okay, maybe I'm going to be stronger and I can handle it this time and I can jab back. Because that's when I was learning, you know, Uncle Steve was helping me get stronger grow some cojones (laughs) that's what he would say yes let's say thicker skin yes so i you know sparring back and forth with him i was like okay i think i can handle anyone so that's when i would go back and then i'd be like "Mm, just kidding i don't like these people (laughs) i just really can't yeah um like i just every time i would go over there there's one little thing like it would seem so tiny and stupid to the normal person Mm -hmm. but it was a trigger yeah like finishing your plate and so that you wouldn't hurt her feelings because it would hurt her feelings if and you would she would think you don't like her cooking oh and so i'd be like and every time i went over there it was the sweet potatoes with like a three inch thick peanut butter bottom and i was like i can't i am not a dog i can't eat this much peanut butter (laughs) so i'm just like I hate, and so I would just shovel it in, oh, and I hated it. I yeah. so that causes a lot of anxiety when you're doing things that you don't like for somebody else. People pleasing. Yeah, actually, I wouldn't even say people pleasing. It was walking on eggshells oh, just okay. to keep the peace. Yeah, you know like what they call that kind issues. of trauma is the saying is death by a thousand paper cuts. It's all the little tiny things. Yeah. Yeah. So the final paper cut to where I was like, okay, maybe the last three paper cuts. I'm going to just limit it to the last three. I was in high school. I think I was in high school. And I found out about the adoption. Oh, I don't remember how old you were, but go ahead. And I just thought, how can you adopt someone's daughter when you can't even keep your first daughter in your life? I was very selfish about that, which I felt like I, I'm allowed to. I think it's a normal kid and behavior. And it's logical to be like, you damage our relationship. What makes you think you're not going to damage the next one? Or is there something wrong with me and she's better? Like, I don't understand. I, like, my name is tattooed on this man's arm. Mm-hmm. It was such a slap in the face where I was just like, you don't care about me. The, the tattoo means nothing. If anything, it's you're showing other people your pride. And the people who n- know what's really going on know that that's a lie. Well, just kind of think of that 
on his arm now. People are like, who's who's Brittany? <laughs> Sorry. Honestly. That wasn't funny. Sorry. That was one of the deepest paper cuts. And, you know, I'm a hormonal teenager. Right. So I'm like, F this, and F, you know? Ooh. So I'm like, I'm mad now. Okay. So then, you know, didn't really didn't want to go over there. Yeah. And the next thing was, I don't even know what sparked this, but he wanted to be more involved. He wanted to give me a gas card so that I would come visit more. And he bought me my first iPhone and I was on his family plan. So I was like, oh, this is weird. Like, I was very suspicious about it. Like, why am I getting the royal treatment? Yeah. I should have known. I forgot to talk about a story, which is another huge paper cut. Not only just like, okay, rewind. So the first deep paper cut was the adoption. Mm-hmm. The second one was a paper cut that was already existing. I just didn't know how deep it was okay. until the whole, like, I'm starting a new family and your my previous children. This is what I felt was my previous children don't matter. My new family is what matters is I remember thinking like he was staying in a rental with grandma and grandpa. Mm-hmm. And I rem- I don't even know what was going on. But I was in his room and I was sketching my little fashion figures. Mm-hmm. And I remember just like laying down and trying to get creative. And I look under the bed and it's every single gift that I picked out for him with you. Still wrapped in the boxes unused. But he saved them. But they're under the bed. Oh. Still in the original packaging. Like it didn't matter. Just shove it under the bed. Mm-hmm. When you're trying to clean and people are coming over, you shove things under the bed. Okay. That, those things don't matter. That hurt your feelings. It hurt my feelings. So being like, okay, now I'm being replaced. The things that I did before this all happened, before all drama happened, mm-hmm. which by the way, I want to mention her license plate said no drama. So that's pretty funny and ironic. Um, typically people that say they don't want drama in their life, typically they are drama. Yeah. Yeah just like the, the this is the type of person that i am sharing so that people get a full picture and then finally i i think there was some more like i you know i was graduating from high school i wanted to party i wanted i was going to college college is not like high school where you get out at 3 p.m every day and mm-hmm. then you can go see your family my schedule was all over the place i had classes in the morning i had classes at night and so I think maybe my busy schedule of not only going to school in LA and having a weird class list, but I was also a nanny mm-hmm. and yes. doing stuff for as a nanny that I was doing in high school to take care of this other child uh-huh. that were also her extra extracurricular activities you had to take her to practice and yeah. swimming lessons and all swimming that stuff. lessons yeah. get haircuts um Friday football games you know like I remember she loved Panera yes Yes. Yeah. And noodles with butter. Yes. Now this girl, I'm, I feel so old. This girl is in high school and about to graduate high school. And I was her nanny and she was seven years old. Oh, so cute. And I'm like, how did you get so old? <laughs> I'm uh, so old. I wonder old. if she remembers you. Um, I think she does. I don't know. Hopefully she's not listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think what le- is leading up to this next story, which was the final paper cut. And I was like, I am done was maybe he thought that I was, I mean, he did say to my face, well, not to my face, but over the phone, um, 
let me backtrack. So I was going to a Halloween party in San Diego. On my way there, the gas card that was gifted to me was canceled. When you were trying to get gas? Yes. And so I was like, that's weird. Maybe I have a limit because I'm driving from Orange County to L.A., to then where I ha- I went to high school to take care of the child that uh-huh. I was nannying. Uh-huh. So I was driving a lot and it was helping me. And I was like, okay, maybe I drove too much this month. And now I can't use the card or something. I didn't understand if it was credit or like prepaid. Right. Um, so I just ignored it. And then I go to the Halloween thing, come home. I get a phone call. And he says, you need to find your own cell phone plan tomorrow because I'm shutting your phone off. And that's when I knew that the card wasn't like at its limit. It was shut off. What was his reason for that? He said, I feel like the only time I hear from you is because you're asking me for money or you're asking me for to do a favor for you. And I was like, not once did I ever ask you for money. I just said, I need help with gas money. But, you know, I have a jobs and I'll figure it out because he would give me a 20 here and there behind Stepmonster's back, which is another thing that was very uncomfortable. It was like, why can't my dad just give me money in mm-hmm. front of like, it's so weird to be doing it behind her back. Um, so in that moment, I was like, wow, I, I like didn't know. I just started bawling my eyes out. I said, fine, got off the phone, called you. Mm-hmm. It was crying hysterically mm-hmm. and we figured it out yeah i think i called him and had him release the phone number so yeah. you could keep your same phone number and then i just put you on my plan yes which i was on your plan before it was such a waste to come off of it for like three years yeah it's ridiculous um but that was like the final straw where i was like i don't even know who i'm dealing with anymore like this is not a human being um so my little innocent mind let him creep back in. That must have been before I turned 21. I don't know. I remember going and driving somewhere. It must not have been the Halloween night because... It must have been Halloween maybe for... Yeah. Cause when I was 20, I think. Yeah. Because two years later, he took me... Out, or he said, let's meet for your 21st birthday. He wanted to have the pride of saying, I had a drink with my daughter on her 21st birthday. Even though it was never on my birthday. And... So we went somewhere that it wasn't, I've never been to this restaurant. I didn't like barbecue. I still don't really like barbecue. He picked a barbecue place. Um, I think I had half of a beer. And then after that, I didn't hear from him again. And now I'm 27, about to be 28. And my last birthday card from him was when I was 21. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So last year, what a lot of people don't know, like a lot of family members knew about the past because I've told them. Right. But this last year, for 2021, my resolution was to mend broken relationships. Mm -hmm. So I, we're going to go into this later on in another episode, but my friendship sister and I had a falling out in high school and I wanted to mend that. And then I wanted to mend bio dad in my relationship, mm-hmm. at least to the point where we can be cordial. And my biggest fear for the last six years was that I was going to get a phone call or maybe not a phone call. I don't even know if she has the decency to do this, but get a phone call from Step Monster and say, 
your dad had a heart attack and died. Oh, that would be terrible. Like, that's my, like, worst thinking thoughts. Uh-huh. So, when I made this resolution, I was like, okay, I'm going to write a card to him, forgiving him, and I still accept me forgiving him for his past and what he put me through, but I'm not going to forget it and let it happen again. Boundaries. Boundaries. So that was another resolution of mine this year was I'm not letting you hurt me again, whether it's him, whether it's someone else, a stranger, like we're all having boundaries. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I deserve that self-respect for my mental health is like setting boundaries and just saying like, I'm going to forgive you for what you put me through because you might not have known it in the past. And, like, you, you wouldn't have known unless I told you. And so mm-hmm. now I'm telling you this. And I just I just told him, like, I'm still hurt. Um, I am not only hurt from what happened to me, but I'm hurt witnessing what happened with Carson. Uh-huh. I'm extremely mad about that. I'm not mad now, but, like, when I was writing it, I said it. Um, again, I do forgive from the past. I'm just not going to allow it to happen in the future you know just I was thinking okay I'm getting married this year I'm gonna have babies soon not now this is not an announcement (laughs) (laughs) but when I have babies I need to protect them like I wish I could with Carson right so that was me saying I forgive you for what happened let's move on Mm -hmm. and let's try to mend this relationship I mailed the card to him and it was a birthday card because his birthday's in January mm-hmm. and I didn't hear anything from him. Not a text, not a phone call, not a, thank not you. a message on Facebook or nothing, nothing. Mm-hmm. And I, this, I didn't even tell you that I was doing this until like two weeks went by and I was like, gosh, I hope I sent it to the right address. So then I told you about it and you were shocked. Yeah. Yeah. Because I thought that even though you've had the falling out, even though you hadn't seen each other in six years, I thought that you still uh, had a text relationship during birthday and maybe Father's Day. I don't know. I, I, I didn't know. That's not my business, you know, but. So. Last year, he did not text me. That was the first birthday that he didn't text me. On your birthday? On my birthday. Okay. So that's when I was like, okay, maybe he just thinks like it's done, done. I want zero to do with him, which Mm -hmm. I don't. I just, I don't want to act like nothing happened because that makes me uncomfortable. And it's not fair for me to not acknowledge like I was hurt for so many years You can't act like everything's butterflies and rainbows. (laughs) So I wrote the card thinking, okay, well, if you didn't send anything for my birthday, I might as well just do, just be the bigger person. Like this is my last. Even though I'm the child and he's the adult Mm -hmm. and the, well, I wouldn't say parent, but he's the biological parent, um, that he would at least reach out to me after getting it. And then I was thinking before I told you, I was like, Did I get the right address? And then I thought, did she see that it was from your address? 
Oh, and open it. Because I didn't put my address. I put yours. Yeah. Did she see it and open it and hide it from him? That was my other thought. So I just told you after uh-huh. I was waiting and waiting and waiting. And I was like, can you just call him or something? Mm-hmm. And I don't even remember what he said. Do you, do you remember? I texted him and told him that there was something in the mail and to uh, watch for it, I think is what I said. And I think he said, okay, thank you. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember word for word. I think I still, uh, I do have my phone right here. Let's see. He did respond back. He did text me, but I think this was after you called him and said that the card is in the mail. Cause I know I went to you and told you. Yes. I do. So I didn't that. hear from him. He said, got your card. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Love you. Which would be a normal message if you okay, talk to someone often. Yeah, that, let me just say, I used to make excuses, I know, and you hated you that. You always told me, make I know, excuses for I know. everyone. But I think that's his way of protecting himself, maybe. I will tell you something, and this is not an excuse. Mm-hmm. You just, I heard it from someone that, your parents are growing up I know. right alongside you. I know. It does not excuse bad behavior, bad treatment of a child. A- and repeating history twice, kind of in your story, it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, you know, you should have learned from the first. You know, I always say, learn a lesson. Mm-hmm. Don't re- have regret. Just learn from it and move on. Yeah. Um, but I think I think you're right. You, ne- you need to have boundaries to protect yourself because you kept getting hurt over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And and it is uh, both of your choices, rather, if you want to be in each other's lives or not. Yeah. But you don't want to you want to know what the weird thing is. What? The only time that Woody met him. Your was husband. My husband was I think Woody and I were like in year two or something of dating. Was that Carson's graduation? Yeah. Oh, I remember that. And he, they just shook hands, and yeah. that was it. Yes, I do remember that. So it's bizarre to me. Like, you always say you can't change people. No, you cannot. But if I was a parent, and I wasn't told that my child got engaged, I wasn't told that my child got married, I wasn't told that my child's pregnant, I wasn't told that I ha- I'm a grandparent, to me, that's crazy. Like, how could you live life and just be okay with not knowing? And it's not that we're bad people or that we do bad things. Me and Woody take care of each other very well. Mm-hmm. We live very well. Uh huh. I can understand if your child has a problem, you don't want to be involved in that. Be involved in the, their self-destruction. There is no self-destruction over here. Right. So why are you trying so hard to not be in my life that's what i like outside looking in is it feels like he does not want to be a part of anything around me i will say that i've had conversations with him over the years um a lot trying to mediate between the two of you because that's kind of what i do yeah (laughs) is um the peacemaker trying yes so (laughs) you would say something to me and then i would call and say something to him not combatively or fighting with him just saying hey you should probably do this this will probably work with her you know call her and do this those kind of things you know and he was always very appreciative 
Um, we did get in a few things when you decided not to go anymore and he's told me I was the parent and I need to instruct you (laughs) that you're going and I said no she makes her own choices (laughs) even at 12. Um. (laughs) That's hilarious. I think that a few conversations what I that I had with him he would say like that he felt like my family was replacing him like that you like you and daddy and yes okay and i always said no can i tell you something okay this is really good this is a good juice uh-oh when you and daddy were getting married i distinctively remember him and this was like one of a handful of conversations we ever had just the two of us because there was always a wife and other kids in the room or in the car so you guys were about to get married, and he said, you know, I'm your dad, right? Oh, I didn't know that. He was, I could tell right away he was very insecure okay. that I had another strong male figure in my life that was going to then become a stepfather. I could see that because the few conversations that we had um, as, I think you were out of high school, because I did have these little phone calls, like I said, with him. Um, he said, I'm waiting for her. She'll call me when she's ready. Things like that, you know, because I was trying to mend it for you guys. Like yeah. without you guys, without you knowing that I was trying to mend it, which it's none of my business. I should have stayed out of it. No, but you, you being involved helped Okay. for how long it did last. It lasted 21 years. Yeah. It should have only lasted 13. Well, he, I would say, no, you're the parent. You have to call. She's mad at me or she won't talk to me, you know. And I said, well, call her. Not make her come over to your house. Just yeah. call her and talk to her. Or I did tell him one time, I remember, because we had good conversations, him and I. And I said, just like text her every day. You know, start that conversation kind of slow mm-hmm. because I know you had a guard up. Yeah. And I know he was maybe a little insecure about it. I don't know. I, I'm not trying to make excuses because it's your story. It's how you experienced it, of course. I'm just kind of thinking why the reason. I mean, he does live in another state now. Yes. So it is harder. But thinking like why he wouldn't pick up the phone and things like that. Yeah. And yeah. my number has not changed. So you've always had the ever. same number. Yeah. I've always had the same phone number. So it's not like I'm trying to run and hide. Well, and I have think my it's, own family. And I think it's very big of you to have put it out there Uh, yeah I would that's probably the most brave moment I've ever had put myself through in my life and he might be here I am this is what I do I don't think he's gonna be listening to be honest they're making excuses for people (laughs) but he he obviously he knows that you got married everybody in the family knows you got married yeah but that might cause a little hurt on his side too. Yeah, but there's no way I was going to invite him. No, and I, and I don't think there's you should have. There's too many family members that have been equally as hurt as I was. Because it's not your story to tell, but these kind of treatments were done to other family members too. Yes. Yes. Okay. And okay. I would say probably worse. So I, 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 went I take back what I said. What? Uh, I'm, I'm not making excuses for him. <laughs> <laughs> think you should make excuses for anyone like you can't i always try to see both sides but 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 really there is no both sides because you're a child and he's an adult yes and he's the parent yes yes well not anymore can i say one thing yeah 
I mean, this is your story. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I want to hear it. Um, there's something that I said to you before Woody. Oh, God. When you were going through your trauma as an adult, I said, pick better. I didn't pick correctly. Do not, basically, do not sleep with anybody that you do not want to have children with because that might happen. But, <laughs> sorry. No, literally, I think you said be careful who you choose as a partner, as in, like, a sexual partner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because you might have, you, they might be a father. You should be looking not at. Not a husband. Because mm-hmm. a husband is way less permanent than a child with someone. That's very permanent. So, you always said, think of them as a father. Before you consider them a husband. Yes. Yes. Do you want to send your kid to this man on weekends? No, I'm just kidding. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. <laughs> Is it? No, uh, I, I, I did not pick correctly. You the fell first time around. blindly in love. Yes. Matt. Yeah. So I didn't choose correctly. So mm-hmm. I wanted, that was my advice to you with the mistake that I made and I learned from was, choose better but you also did choose better for daddy for somebody for to me. raise you i mm. honestly feel like if you and you didn't take a leap of faith and go on that date with daddy mm-hmm. my life would be so different yeah and i hope if court ever listens to this podcast and i did also write her a letter too just as equally like I want to mend this relationship. A lot of things have been said and done over the years that, you know, I'm going to just forgive and just, you know, try to forget and let's just move on. I hope if she is listening to this podcast, like I meant every word just as much as I meant every word to bio dad is like, I'm. why am I, why would I take the time out of my day to write a fake letter to someone and not w- mean every word that I said. Like, that's not the What's type of the person point? I am. If I take the time and want to mend a relationship, you will know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you feel today? Today? um, So going back to our wedding, I wanted to text him and say, by the way, I'm getting married tomorrow type of a text. Okay. And I wanted you to know before everyone else would be posting about it. Okay. Then I forgot. Oh. I just, you know. That week is. That weekend went by in a blink of an eye. I didn't even feel like in the moment. It didn't feel like it did. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. again, we addressed this in another podcast. Um, But I didn't realize I didn't text him until like probably halfway through our honeymoon where I was like, oh, oops. So I feel bad. But That's, that's looking back. When I did realize I forgot, I was like, maybe God was trying to keep the positivity around me. Mm-hmm. And it's not about him. Mm-hmm. It's about me and my husband. So I'm om- almost glad that God just took that out of my memory and was like, nope, you don't need to deal with this right now. But today, um, I'm not hurt at all. Like those feelings are still in me. Like those memory, the feelings from those memories are still yes. in me. But I don't hold grudges, right, with any of those people that hurt me. 
in the time frame when he was in my life. Uh-huh. Um, like the teasing and everything with the extended family. I love that family now. Um, so like obviously I can learn to f- forgive and forget. Mm-hmm. But him not acknowledging anything is like it's still in limbo. Like that that part of my past is still in limbo and I'm like, can you just like grab it? Like I'm I'm literally tossing it over to you and it's just floating in the air. Can you at least just grab it so that I know what you're thinking or how you're feeling or do you not feel or are you not thinking? Because at least give me an answer, not a I got it. Thanks. Love you. But does he? I've Uh, always asked you this. I know you asked me that a hundred times over the years. And yes, I do believe that he loves you. He's got a really funny way of showing it. I think that he has his own struggles. Yeah, but... Oh, I'm making excuses again. Yeah, you are. (laughs) He's he's not a loyal person. We've learned that. So I did not get my loyalty from him, clearly. No, he's not a loyal person, as you saw. Um, Yeah. It's not my story to tell. I'm just the your support system yeah. today. But I'm good. It's not stressing me. I don't think about it daily or monthly. Like there's maybe like a, a couple things throughout a year that mm-hmm. will be like, oh, yeah. And I honestly don't want to say this, but like sometimes I forget that he's out there. Oh, because well. daddy is such a good dad to me. Mm-hmm. And going back to when I told you like, you know, I'm your dad. When he said that, when you guys were getting married, it was like, but why did you need to say that to me? Because you just proved that all your insecurities were right and that you let yourself get replaced. That's a lot to put on a child. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Don't apologize for someone else. Do you think you're a stronger person because of your experiences? Absolutely. And I think that might be the problem that I have with men in general. It's not a I wouldn't consider it a daddy issue because I think I'm not blaming him. I just think I'm a tougher woman because I don't take anything from a man. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I I told Woody when we first started dating, I said, I don't want to be in a relationship. I want to be by myself. I want to have fun. I want to come and go as I please. I don't want to have to, you know, report back to an, a man right now. Like I am in such a good place in my life that I'm here to have a good time and to make myself happy. So I was very selfish. Okay. Um, but he was very adamant on being like, yeah, but. I want to be with you. Da, da, da. It was so cute. I can't even remember the words he said, but you should have a podcast was, and talk about your story. Yeah. We're oh. going to talk about our story. Okay. Actually, you know what? What? I think we'll record that episode tomorrow. Oh, and just have good. it ready in our pocket. Okay. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but going back to like, if it affects me today, I think it's, it's the way I look like from a stranger from a male stranger i might look intimidating or maybe they can take advantage of me but as soon as i open my mouth they are like whoa and i'm Mm -hmm. like no i'm not gonna take your Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes so you better back off yeah i do remember saying oh Brittany, you shouldn't say oh Brittany," and then i said oh don't listen to me i'm a people pleaser (laughs) oh i'm a tough (laughs) cookie yeah which is also a fault of mine because like sometimes I like, you know, bark too loud too soon. I think that kind of goes back to. Uh, but I'm always on guard, I yeah. think, where I'm like, no, you can't take advantage of me. 
I've been taken advantage too many times. And you've been in charge of your own life since you were 12. Yes. So basically. <laughs> <laughs> I think that this is a perfect ending for this episode. Um, I definitely think there's probably going to be a part two to this. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if word gets out about this episode. Which what? honestly I wouldn't mind. It's a little exciting. Um, got to keep the flavor and excitement alive in your life. I'm not saying that I'm like starting drama. I'm just saying like unfiltered. I've, I'm putting my unfiltered story out there mm-hmm. for a reason to either change my life or change the listeners lives. So help somebody that had that same experience. Yeah. And you're not alone and you're definitely going to be tougher than you've ever been in your entire life. Um, It's just going to take some time and, you know, focusing on your mental health is huge. So that's it for the show. If you made it to the end, congratulations. You are an honorary Sutherland girl groupie. Um, So if you are alive and living and you have an Instagram, follow us at Sutherland girls. If you are ballsy enough to be on TikTok, Follow us at Sutherland Girls. And lastly, we know you have a Spotify account because that is where you are listening to us right now. Right now. So go ahead and click that follow button so that you are notified anytime we release a new episode. We love you all. See you next week on Sutherland Girl Podcast. Bye.